Cheers, I love you. See you on the other side. Oh, jeez. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me! Nie, nie, srovie, ja mówiłem po polsku. I'm sorry. How are you doing that? I'm just, I'm just a pig. <laughs> what to say? Understand what cider is. It's better than beer. Whoa. Did I say that out loud? It's time for bar bitching. I have three candidates for douchebag of the week. Let's start with window bitch. Candidate number two, with the dish douche. Third one is the whistler. Welcome to another episode of Bar Banter Chicago, coming to you from the third floor studio at 29 West Hubbard above O'Callahan's Pub here in Chicago. Now, with me today is Michelle Foyk. Michelle Foyk is the uh, co-owner, co-founder of Eris Brewery and Cider House, which is on Irving Park, just west of the Kennedy. And it's in an old Masonic temple, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But Michelle, you have quite the interesting story. Like you and I have known each other for six, seven years now, and we're pretty much the coolest people that people know. I mean, I 100% agree with yeah. that. Yeah, the yeah. coolest people anybody ever knows. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. Uh, well, Dominic, no, let's not even go talk. Dominic, who's running ooh, this show, would ooh, disagree ooh, okay. probably about me. But like with, with, with you, he'd probably say yes, okay? Got it. That makes um, sense. But the background on you, I want to get into right away before we talk about Eris Cidery and their brewery and their products and everything they have and tell some stories because that's what the show is all about is to tell stories, right? Lots of stories. About like, you know, the idiots. industry. Yeah. <laughs> industry. I mean, let's not call it the idiots. I mean, let's call it the industry first before we get to that point because our industry is full of idiots. Thank you. Yes, that's right. Um, you started off in beer. Yes, okay, I did. Okay, so like, go back and tell us, tell me where you started. You've been in this business for 23 years. Yeah, I have. I mean, 24 if you count this year because we're in 24. Don't age yourself. Ah, shit, too late. I know. Okay, uh, honestly, 23 years old, I started with Goose Island. Oh, that's Yes, great. yes, yes. It was an interesting time. I was 23 years old. I worked at Clybourne for a year and I said, uh-uh, <laughs> I love beer geeks, but I ain't gonna stay there. So they're like- Why was that? Just because there were so many like, it, it was the age of like beer snobbishness, like rising to yeah, the top. Yeah, it was 2000. It literally was 2000. And um, I knew enough about beer, but it was, it was just a different culture. I was 23. I really enjoyed watching sports. I really enjoyed talking about beer and- I understood the beer culture about being a beer geek. Look at me right now and I'm telling you, I get it. And I could talk a good game, but in the year 2000, I think a lot of people just thought, you're just someone that's supposed to get me a beer, you know? Um, but no, honestly, like it was great. I liked it, but with my sass to go along with things, people found out that I was also someone that was more knowledgeable and I could put their asses in place. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. But that was the problem. I was putting too many asses in place and everyone's like, maybe you should go to Goose Island, Wrigleyville because 23 years old, you like sports, they're your age and you want to introduce new beer drinkers to something different. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I would love to do that. So in, 20, in 2000, May, I went to Goose Island, Wrigleyville and I worked there for the Cub season and I stayed there for six years. Mm, that was 24 years ago, by the way. Shut up. <laughs> You it's shut simple up. as that. Shut up. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> you <laughs> just, shut your mouth when you're talking to me. It. Shut okay, up. Okay, so you did that and then you moved forward. You were still in beer. 
Yes, I left to go away. I did Australia, New Zealand in 2006, but I was already a GM of Goose Island, Wrigleyville, which was awesome because I was the only woman GM on the block. And all the other GMs around the block were always worried about, oh shit, what's happening in Michelle's place? What's happening with Foyk? Because that was my name. That's how I go by. So anyway, um, I came back to Goose and I asked them what I could do next, which by the way, I had a little stunt at House of Blues. Or and stint. I, stint, stunt? Well, oh, stint, stunt is like if you stint. jump off a building. Yeah. But a stint is like a little, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my first language was <laughs> Polish, so I don't really know the American language. Sometimes oh. they say, oh, jak się masz? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nie nastrowie. Ja mówię po polsku. Dobrze. That means good. Um, so my little stint was at House of Blues. And guess where we used to come and have our after parties? Um, I'm just going to guess it was O'Callaghan's on the second floor. Correct. Yes. And I would have to say, we didn't call it O'Callaghan's. We called it the OC. OCs, yes. And we would go to the OCs all the time. So I have to say that I am very happy to be here. Spent many a times here until about five in the morning. Woo! Anyway, I had to add I had to add that in because I'm finally back in my old like stomping grounds. All right, let's land the helicopter here and like figure out how we get to Eris. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I did three years at uh, Revolution. So I left Goose to go open up Revolution because I thought that I wasn't um, achieving what I needed to achieve at a brew pub again. So I started out with that, worked there for three years. And then um, somebody, an investor at Eris actually was like, you need to open up your own place. And I'm like, no, I'm going to Virtue Cider because I want to learn about cider because I love cider. Virtue Cider out of Michigan, like great Correct. company. like Goose Greg, Island. Greg Hall from, yeah, right? From, exactly. from Greg Goose. Greg Hall again from right. Goose, right. So I did that for two years, and then the same investor was like, you need to open up your own place. I'm taking you around. I'm like, what do you mean you're taking me around? He's like, I'm going to go show you some buildings. And the one building we looked at was this Masonic temple in Old Irving where there's no restaurants, no real movement of bars or anything, you know, except for like OIB opened up maybe a year before we did. But like, well, you have the Golden Nugget Pancake Place. So it's good. Oh, rest in peace, man. I know. I know. But we did spend a lot of time at the Pancake House. But yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this You were in the beer industry for years, right? Now, what made you decide to go into cidery? Like, did you see a trend happening or did someone say to you, this might be a good idea? And it also might be a really good idea because you and Katie Pizza, who's your partner. Yes. Um, it's, it's a woman owned business that is a cidery. Like this is kind of unheard of because you, it's it's a male dominated business, like the whole beer industry, and it was, and yeah, it's just men, 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 flannels and beanies and beards and everything oh, else. Oh, I right? lived it. Oh, yeah, yes, right, yes, yes, yes. And I wasn't a brewer. I wasn't a cider maker. I wasn't in the in that aspect. I was more of an operator, right? And everyone's like, "Oh, you must be in marketing and sales." I'm like, "No, no, I'm actually operating." But the industry has changed so much. But like ownership wise, we are, we made history. So Katie Pizza and I made history in the state of Illinois by being the first woman owned brewery and cider house. And then technically was also woman owned brewery. So there is another woman owned brewery right now that's happening in the same time as we are in the last two years, I believe. And she's out in, I think, uh, Matuskas, I think it's called. I apologize for breaking up the name right now, but I know Matuskas? that she's in uh, like, it's her last, it's her husband's last name. He passed away. 
But she's like, F this. I'm taking over the entire thing. And she's running it on her own. Oh, good for her. So I always want to give out props to people that are within our industry that are women. They're bi, trans, whatever they want to be. They're just different than being a man. And I hate to say that. I'm not trying to be like someone that's going to be like <laughs> looking at a man and like, no, 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 no. Nur, nur. But I think time is for us. If we want to be in this industry, I think it's time to do it. I think times have changed a lot. Yeah. Like, I mean, 10 years ago, like, wait, women own breweries? Like, like, well, Our breweries. I mean, breweries is another thing. Like, it's just what? But you're right. Women right. in business. But now it's 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 trending differently. And you're yeah. one of the reasons why it's trending differently, because you two really changed the, the landscape. We did. Of things. We right. Yeah. Now, we also need to point out that Eris the name of Eris and the logo that you may see for Eris is, um, and it was very creative and I think it's perfect, is the goddess of chaos. Yes. Right? Eris so is the goddess of chaos. The story goes this way of like, Eris was not invited to a party and she was holding a golden apple, right? It was actually a wedding. A wedding. That a bunch of goddesses were invited to. She and threw gods. the golden apple at the party. And chaos ensued. Correct. Right? Yes, because the other goddesses had egos. Right. And the apple said to the fairest. So Hera, Aphrodite, and Athena all went after that apple and said, we're the three that get that apple. And everyone's like, no, we don't know who to say is going to get the apple. So they chose Paris, a gentleman by the name of Paris, to tell the three ladies who is going to be the fairest. And they all offered him bribes. Lots of them. But Aphrodite said, I would give you the love of your life. And as we know in history books, Paris was in love with Helen from Troy. So guess what? Eris started the Trojan War on top of everything else. Boy, that was one bad bitch, man. No shit, right? Right. I mean, and then marketing 101. I mean, why would we not use that? Like we grandfathered. The idea of having beer and cider made under one roof with a liquor license. And it's a perfect name, perfect logo, perfect thing. And I must say, perfect ciders and perfect <laughs> perfect food pairings. We're going to get into all that right yeah. now. I was going to bring some beer and I should have. Because I think a podcast is a place, a good place to put out the fact that we do make cider and beer. Right. But we definitely market. Everything that we ever done has been cider because there's only three of us or two of us now left in the city. There really isn't a lot of cider makers left in the city. So for marketing purposes and for the idea of like peating, I'm going to go cider. Yeah, but your beer is delicious. I mean, you, you've done a really good job of making beer. We and do. Speaking of beer, Mark Beery is your brewer and cider maker. And it, the, the name is perfect because it's spelled B-E-E-R-Y. Beery. Yeah. I mean, I do. We can't make this shit He up. was like destined to do what he's doing right now. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Mark used to work for Lagunitas. He used to work for Elevator Company, like uh, as in Elevator Brewing Company. He's fantastic. I, everything we've done right now has been amazing. We've improved recipes from our previous brewer, Haley Shine, to our next brewer, Joe Flores. And now Mark is taking the reins. And man, he's leading the ex expansion that we have going on yeah. right now. And talk about the expansion. Yeah, I could talk. We have a 5,500 gallon tank that sits outside. So normally, once a month, we this get- This is a co-op thing. This is us. It's your own little building that you have with a 5,500 gallon tank? Yeah, so what we did was, we have this massive Masonic temple that's 24,000 square feet. Which is beautiful, by the way. 
Think about this for a second. Two women buying a 24,000 square feet building. All right. So many people questioned us. So many people questioned us. And so many people were like, do you know what you're doing? We did know, but what we didn't know was the impact it was going to have on people being like wide-eyed and mouth open. Because for us, it was a building. And we knew how we were going to go into it. We're going to grow into it. You know, we had the basement, the first floor, the mezzanine, a second floor ballroom, and a third floor where we have op- we could have offices, we can have a green room, we could do a private event. People were like, oh, you should rent out rooms in that room. So we bought this building knowing we would grow into it. But we ended up having to put all of our stainless steel inside ahead of time because of the way and logistics of getting those tanks in the door. Right. Yeah. So we spent a lot of money to start the company without having to spend a lot of money later. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. So freaking opposite of what every other person in the industry has ever done. Let's switch gears a little bit. Okay. I want to talk about your ciders because I'm thirsty. Oh. And I haven't had anything yet. And I want to know what I should be trying right now. Now, I know the pedestrian, which we have had here at O'Callaghan's on tap. We have the Euphoria right now on tap as, as this is, is being recorded, which is lovely, um, which is what you're drinking. I'm drinking nothing, by the way. What would you like? No, would you like me to talk through let's, all these? Let's, well, we don't need. Yeah, we could, we could briefly talk through all well, these right now. I think right you now. talked about the pedestrian, right? Being yes. really crisp and light, like a Granny Smith apple. So Dryer. that's like drier. Yep. But it's really like that acidity. And then Euphoria is what you guys have right now. And that's like a gala apple. Slight vanilla, a little bit riper. But then we get down to the fun stuff. Yeah, we've got the blush with two different types of cherries. For the craft beer drinker, we have um, blueberries with mosaic hops. Which, yeah, it's got nice hops in it. Yeah, mosaic hops goes a long way. They're amazing. But the one that you really want me to try, which I have not tried yet, is what? Pepper jam. Pepper jam, which is what? What's in that one? It's our brand new seasonal. Okay. So we've had a couple of seasonal rotations and we did straw barbarella during the summer, but we have this new winter warmer and it's Arbol peppers with strawberry. What a combination. And and that leads me to, and we're going to try that in a second, but like what I want to know is how do you come up with a different, what's my favorite sound in the world? (laughs) (laughs) Aaron, Aaron, my favorite sound. Dude, I knew you would I do that to him. To I totally again. knew I would do that to him. Um, how do you come up with your ideas? Who come? Does does is is it you and Mark and Katie? Is it you and everybody else who comes up with like what combinations you want to do? It's a team effort. It really is. It's team effort because we all kind of like think about different things that we've eaten in culinary, um, different like ideas every year. For Christmas, we do a holiday cider. And the holiday ciders are really outside of the box. Like, hey, we may never make this one again. But somebody was saying, hey, we don't have anything that's really spicy or hot or heat. And pepper jam is something that we see during November, December, because it's on the Thanksgiving table. My my brother-in-law makes it. So, you know, this last year, uh, Joe actually was like, let's use Arbol peppers because we don't want it to be spicy. Because spice does turn people off, but heat is different. It's different. Yeah. It is. So we made a holiday cider called Pepper Jam, and we used Arbol peppers, and we used strawberries because we had strawberries left over from straw barbarella. So we're like, all right, let's make this happen. There you go, sir. Thank you very You're much. You're welcome. All right, let's try this. So my favorite part about this, though, too, is that we went a step further 
Uh-oh, there it is. Yeah, you get a little bit of the heat there. You get the strawberry. It's not spicy. It doesn't like burn anything, but you just get nice all the way down to the back of the throat. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Like really good. Really good. Right. What do you pair this with? Oh, food. Any type of food. Well, no, I'm just Let kidding. me just say this. <laughs> Let me just say this. Not any food. No. Your food at Eris is phenomenal. Now, what I would pair with this is I would put this with your... You do that quarter chicken? We do. Yes. They have a great quarter chicken with like vegetables and it's just Mashed delicious. Potatoes. But also yeah. I might put this with your teriyaki salmon. 100%. Which, which, cause you get the saltiness of the teriyaki and the salmon and then this kind of balances it out. You could also even go with something as plain Jane as our smoked mac and cheese. That's not because, plain Jane. That's good shit. Man. Oh, I don't. I I agree with you a hundred percent. But you know that creamy texture that goes in, and it's just yeah. all cheese yeah. and like smokiness. Well, it neutralizes the heat too. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I've done Look this a couple you, of times. Look man. at you. I love it. Look at you. <laughs> By the way, I need to say this. We are going to get into the segments of talking about stories and 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 ripping on people. So just stay with us because that's what Bar Banter is about also. I, I love the fact that we're talking about that you're here, but like uh, we've got some stories to tell too, right? Yeah, I mean, being a woman in this industry for that long, I have a little bit of stories. Do you still feel disrespected sometimes? No, I've never felt disrespected. No? I'll be honest. Uh, well, okay. When you first started, did they roll their eyes at you? Well, that's kind of why... I left to move on to Goose Island, Wrigleyville because, um, you know, 23 years old, like I said, I made a statement. I made some noise, but at Wrigley, it was great because I was able just to be like, no, I own this place. Or, oh, see, that's what got me in trouble. And that's what got me to Eris. When I worked at Goose, when I worked at Revolution, I owned it. I owned it. I know that John Hall, Greg Hall, Josh Deeth all own those places. But no, you walked into my pub. It was Michelle's place because that's how I felt about it. That's how I made my name. That's, I think that like it really takes like a different. You're different and you're unique and you're unique and you're strong. And it takes a certain type of person to be like, you know what? I'm going to do this and you can go fuck yourself. You'll never hear me say that out of my mouth. But in the back of my mind is exactly what you just said. It's like the words in the back of your head are like saying that to me all the time. I won't ever say, fuck you. I'll never say like that kind of things. I won't do that. That's not who I am when it comes to like running a business or whatever the case may be. By the way, the heat that just lingers here is perfect. It's not Good. spicy. I'd love this cider. Dominic, no, it's fantastic. It's Dominic, fantastic. you there? Yeah. <laughs> oh. They can't see you, Dominic. He says, yes, you're going to love this, by the way. Yeah, it's really good. Because Dominic's like some spice, a little bit, little bit of heat. So it's good. All right. So, sorry. Um, ADD. Squirrel. But your food is phenomenal. The pairings that you you guys offer. Thank your, you. Your service is great. Your staff is like, oh, you're ordering this. Well, I recommend the pedestrian or I recommend this or the pepper jam or this nut or let's do this IPA or let's do that. Like whatever. And But it's, it's good. It's a great it's experience. Because they all believe in the place. They all understand the place. They all have been trained enough to understand that they enjoy the food, they enjoy the cider, they enjoy the beer. My staff actually sits down, has a meal afterwards, before or whatever, and they come in with their friends. So like, I don't know how many places can actually say that, but it's it's a proud moment when people you work with every day, they can have your meal every single day, want to come back and be like, hey guys, this is where I work. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, that's great. Yeah. Oh, you need a new drink. Hang on. Which one? What are you doing? Um, I think I'm going to go pedestrian. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. There's that sound again. You want to talk about pedestrian and, and the flavor notes on this one? Sure. I mean, this is literally biting into a, a Granny Smith apple. So one of the things that I wanted to do with Eris and we wanted to do with Eris, I should say, is um, relating the apples to the consumer. Because when I was working in a different company in the cider industry, we were trying to sell things that people didn't understand in 2012 because cider was a sweet, sugary substance and nobody really understood what it was around the world. You know, out of every place in the world, America is on the lower end of the scale because Australians drink cider, UK drinks cider, you know, everybody else in the world drinks cider, but we don't because we burned down the cider trees during Prohibition. This I did not know. Yeah, no, it's a true story. Prohibition happened, we burned down the cider trees, and then we had the famine and depression. So we built or we started growing trees that we could eat so we weren't starving. Those apples are not the best apples to make cider. So that cider whole thing went away. So you have people that have been in the cider industry for many, many, many years, but it really has just made a resurgence in the last 50 years. You know, and in 50 years, I wouldn't even go that far. But what I'm saying is that we have cider apples now being grown. And I will say this. A lot of the ciders from the bigger companies, and we will not mention anything because I don't want to like upset anybody, but like it, they're bastardized versions of cider. They're like, they're just, so sugary and so sweet and so just you can have one maybe but with stuff like yours you can try each one and it's fine and it's good and it's not gonna like overpower your senses you know and i totally 100 percent agree that but being on the board about 10 years ago for the United States Center Makers Association which i'm not on the board anymore um because i just don't have time but we were also on that board, we needed to have the people that are growing the market for us at that point in time. So they sat on the board, but they also gave us money. And so like for me, if you start with the really sugary stuff, let me get you to the places that you wanna be. Right. You know, and independent cider makers in the United States have really done well. We have been outgrowing the other cider makers, you know, and the other cider makers have also been looking at hey, we have a specialty brand. We're making this, we're making that, you know, things on that end. So as an industry, we've been really working well together and, you know, they push the needle, but just like the craft beer industry, when you had the craft beer brands that were up on top, Sierra Nevada and um, bigger companies that had names, right? That were out around for a long time, you know, craft beer, the smaller ones started itching away at their market. So it's a whole change. Like that's like the weird statistics that's happening right now. But I love Eris and I wanted to bring in an introductory cider because I wanted people to relate with Granny Smith, Gala Apples. Um, then we go into our fruited ciders and that's going to be the cherries, sour cherry and sweet dark cherry, um, blueberry and mosaic hops. Like every craft beer drinker knows what mosaic And strawberry and the hops. pepper jam. Exactly. Strawberry pepper jam, which is an amazing, you know, combination. And then straw barbarella is your strawberry and rhubarb. So like everything that we relate to, people have in their homes. They buy it at the farmer's market. They buy it, um, you know, in the grocery store. I don't mind being a grocery store cider. 
I really don't. Because you know what? Why would you? Yeah. Right. I want people to understand what cider is and, and their that ideas. And you can pair it with different food, which oh, is the so best good. thing too. It's the same thing as beer, right? Exactly. All right. It's better than beer. Ooh. Did I say that out loud? Ooh. It's better than beer. Culinary-wise? At wise. times. Culinary-wise? No, well, you can, cook with, you, you can cook with these ciders, too. And like Way better make than a, beer. Make, I've made many things with beer, make right? A, make a really nice reduction with one of the ciders and whatnot. You can do a demi-glaze with it. You can also brine it. with right. cider. Oh, like no, a I, turkey during Thanksgiving? By the way, oh. people, this is the truth. I brined, I brined pork chops a few weeks ago with pedestrian cider. I needed nothing else. Normally it's like the milk, the sugar, the herbs, this and that. I just did pedestrian cider. Boom. Dude, that acid makes it so tender. Threw that shit in the air fryer after putting panko breading on it. And it was delicious. Before we get into our stories and like our, I like to call it like our my bar bitching stories. Yeah. Which is always fun, right? Um, there's one cider that, has not been talked about right now and that is leading me to us to have a shot. Ah! And that is... Apple Orts. It's our Malort cider. Apple Orts. Apple Ort. Yes. The German word for apple, apple. Apple Ort. Ort. Because of Malort. All right, for those of you who know about, don't know about Malort, who does not know about like, Malort in Chicago? No, read up on it. It's a Chicago thing. It's a, Bunny was on the show. I know. Go How check out episode eight or whatever Malort. it was. All, All right. right. So let's talk about your Affel Malort. Affelort. Affelort. Good job. Okay. So CH had given us a bunch of Affel, of um, Malort barrels. So Malort had a program where they were putting different like things in barrels. So Malort is usually not barrel aged, right? But they were doing it for different types of uh a skew they had. So they're like, hey, we've got this Malort barrels in-house. Do you guys want some? And I'm like, hell yeah. So we got about four barrels. This started about four years ago. From so, CH. From CH, yeah, when they got Jepson Malort again. So four years ago, we started this whole thing where we got Malort barrels. We added in our base cider, which is literally the driest cider you can get. And we pop it in there and we let it go for about six months. Now, I know in beer, you want to do six months to a year when it comes to a bourbon barrel with your stouts. Well, the acidity on the apples that we have really hit the barrel hard. If it's wet barrel, you get a lot of Malort. If it's uh, the, the, you also get the um, vanilla from the oak and the oakiness. So this year, the smells and aromas that we got from this was just all malort. Bitter and nice and like just But like not off the front, but like a like a nice malort finish. Yeah. Well yeah. I call the tagline no malort face. With that said. Oh man. Gotta do it. I mean we have this. Yay! What if you did a bomb? What? What if you did a bomb with the cider? Oh. Dominic just came up with an amazing idea. Okay. Oh shit, Here I we like go. that. Well, we got this. No, we, oh, we I got like this. this. So what we're doing like Malort bombs in. Yeah, I just like pour one of these in there. Like what's what's the what's box? the basic cider we want to do it in? Looks That's like a Gloria. Is this a first? Yeah, I've never done a bomb. Oh, we're doing a Malort bomb. <laughs> we have Malort. I can't believe I've never done this. I can't believe. This is a great idea. You know what? 
I mean, it is the most silliest idea you know I've why? heard of all day, but it's a no, great idea. Do you know why? Because Dominic's a fucking genius. No, he is a genius. Like, this totally makes sense. And he's got sense. a young mind, and you and I are old, and we just can't think straight sometimes. Cheers. Right. I love you. Let's do this. Cheers. I love you. See you on the other side. Yep. Oh, jeez. That was fucking good. Oh, that's fucking delicious. Oh, my God. That was so good. No, the finish is good. The vanilla there, shows up. There's no, like, there's no Malort face. Well, there, you never have a Malort face on me, but. No, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really good. Wow. Way to go. We just, Dominic created it, but like. He created it. We, we drank it. We made it happen. And we're saying approved. Hey, we are saying approved. Hey, Michelle, it's our fucking job. This is what we have to do, okay? <laughs> Every like, day. I don't know what you want me to say. Every day. I love giving. That was milk. really good, Dominic. It, Honestly, it was really good. Dominic. And Euphoria is the right one to do it with. It really is. It's time for bar bitching. That's it. Okay. That's why we're here. You, you, I'm sure have a story, but I, I have three candidates for douchebag of the week. Okay. Three. Wow. Over the, over the past week and a half. Damn. Let's start with window bitch. All right. Let's hear. Okay. So my server had to call off for some reason. I worked during the days here at O'Callaghan's downstairs at 29 West Hubbard in Chicago, in between Dearborn and State. And I'm kind of slammed. I have a full bar and I have like five tables and uh, and I'm like, okay, this is fine. And so I just say to everybody, I'm like, listen, I'm the only one here. If you need anything, let's treat this like we're in Europe and you just come up to the bar and get a drink and order a drink and I'll give it to you, right? Like, I'm not going to walk around because I have to walk. All I have to say that's a really cool idea. That is something that I would do too, to make sure that everybody understands that I'm not trying to give you bad service, but I'm the only one here. Right. And so please come see me. Right. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let's let's treat this like it's like we're in Ireland. Like nobody has servers there. Just come they come to the bar, right? Because when the Europeans come in, they're just they they just go right to the bar. They don't expect a server whatsoever. And I said, just come to the bar, get a drink. So there's a lady who just came in when I said this, and she sat by the window out front. Now I have to go all the way this way and all the way around to the window. And I was like, so just come to the bar. And she literally looks across and she says, I'm just going to sit here and wait for you to serve me. She said that? Yeah. And so this lovely lady at the corner of the bar looked over at her and said, bitch, you're going to be waiting a long time. Yes. <laughs> I was like... That's my favorite is when the crowd and oh, your yeah, regulars no, they had, they had, support you they had my and back say, hey, lady. All the way. Ah. And so she's like, hmm. And she just stood up and walked out. And I was like, So okay. she was never a regular, right? No. I was Brand like, new person? Like, I had no just idea out she of was. nowhere? Yeah, but the girl was the best. She's like, bitch, you're going to be waiting. Did you like, buy her a drink? Hell yeah. Oh, okay, good. Candidate number two, the dish douche. I call him the dish douche. So- I got a guy, I'm, I, I'm pretty busy and I have a stack of glasses that need to be washed, right? And it's just me behind the bar during the day. And I'm cleaning the glasses, you know, this guy's on the phone, like right in front of me. He literally covers his phone and says, can you not do that for now and can do that later? And I'm like, what like are you telling me not to do my job right now and he's like yeah well i'm on the phone i go i'm doing my job go to the fucking vestibule or outside and talk on the phone i don't know what to tell you 
He's like, you're being a dick. I'm like, am I? Or am I just doing my job? It's like the bar is like their place. They walk in and it's like, this is my place. I can conduct business here. Like, yeah, that's the dish douche. Because I'm like, really? You expect me to stop doing my job because you're on the phone? Fuck you. Like, seriously. Right? I'm really debating on these two now. Okay. okay so there's so my two. mind's going. Yep, so we, we have one more. So we got window lady, we got dish douche. Okay. Okay. The third one is the whistler. Dominic was there with me at the bar when this was happening. So we got these four dudes from out of town and the three dudes were okay. And the one guy was like, every time a song came on, he whistled every fucking note to the song. Full blast. Was the whistling good? It was talented. It was okay. But he was whistling to like, um, I wrote the song down. Hang on. It was... Hard to handle by Black Crows. So That's it was like a whistling song. It was like I'm like, so I walk up after the the entire song and I'm like, hey Tweety Bird. I'm like, <gasps> you did not. Yeah, I did. He heard me. I, keep I go, going. No, nope, go, keep I, I, going. Hey, okay, Tweety Bird, that's really good, really talented. I'm really impressed. And in, in other words, like I'm being sarcastic as fuck right now, right? So he's like. Oh, thanks. And I was like, so the next, See, that's so the next song comes on. He's like, <laughs> like, get the fuck out. Please leave. You gave him praise and you actually told him it's and okay see, to see, whistle to the next song. Dom and Laura Best did the same thing. Like, you just enabled that guy. Like, you just completely enabled that guy. So in the votes of the douchebag of the week, I think he's just kind of like innocent. Like, I'm going to give him a pass on that one. Right? So do you think, he, I don't think that's a douchebag award thing. That Maybe I was a douchebag. I think. I'm not going to call you a douchebag. I've known you for a very long time and you're not the douchebag. But your sarcasm got yourself in all, in, in, in its own trouble. I know. Because I know. 100% you I know. gave him, stop enabled it. him. You stop it. To sing the next song <sighs> in a whistle. I know. So. I know. Okay, so let's leave him out. Yeah. So I like it's, it's, it's window lady or dish douche? Window lady. Window lady, right? You know why? Why? Because you had a supporter that comes to O'Callahan's all the time that had your back. Yeah. Because if anyone responds to someone like, bitch, you're going to be waiting a long time. Exactly. I'm like, God, I love you. That's when you have, the, that That gives you the okay to do whatever you want. <laughs> when you have other people in the restaurant that are supporting you, you are okay to do that because you're not going to get in trouble. You have a story. Yeah, I have a couple stories. Yeah, actually. go. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, so- <laughs> I love this. This is my favorite thing. I get to vent, which is amazing. This is um, why this show yeah. is here. I know. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, so it was during COVID and we had this gentleman come in. He's like telling me about how he's like, I haven't been outside of any place in my house yet. This is the first place I'm going to. So like I said hello to this guy. I said, oh yeah, no worries. You guys sit here. But there is an hour and a half you know, turnover time because like we had 50% of our occupancy. Like we have to like in and out. It was everything, a tough right? time. Exactly. And this gentleman was true. He hasn't been out of his home in two years, I believe. So he sits down. He has a couple other people around him. And the next thing you know, my waitress comes up to me or one of my employees comes up to me and she's like, hey, Michelle, I've got a problem with this table. I'm like, what's up? She's like, well, they're being ignorant. They're being loud. And they're just like literally, yeah, language. And she's like literally disrespecting me because I'm telling them they need to leave. I'm like, all right. So at that point, I'm like, don't want my servers. I don't want my employees have to deal with that when there's a manager or myself on the floor, right? So I go to the table. I'm like, hey, guys, remember me? 
I'm like, how are you guys doing now? They're like, oh, we're doing great. This is amazing. What a great place. I'm like, awesome. Um, can we, uh, I have to let you know that, like, you're going to have to wrap up your tab. What? I'm like, yes, we're all to wrap up the tab. These are the rules. The rules are, I gave you two hours. You were only supposed to an hour, an hour and a half. I need the table. We have a line waiting. Well, I, I, I haven't been out of my house in two years. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, great. He's like, looks at me and he's like, I'm going to sue you. I'm like, oh, sue me? Really? For what? He's like, I'm going to sue you for a million dollars. Of course. I'm like, really? He's like, yes, because this is inappropriate. I don't, should not, I, I should not have to leave. <laughs> and I'm like, it's COVID. You don't have your mask on. You haven't been on the house. I'm saying you've had too much to drink. So it's now time to get off my property. He got up out of his chair and he let me have it about how much money he makes, about how much he's going to sue me. And I'm like, yeah, you'll be able to win. Let's, I think so. Let's go for it, douche yeah. nozzle. Let's figure it out. This is bullshit. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to call the police. So that was one thing. And that was many years ago. Um, but then I think recently this last summer, oh my God, what is it about these moms? So you're talking about the Karens? I am. I'm yeah. talking about Karens. So this year we had a bit of a problem in our patio. We have this beautiful area where we have connect four for adults. Uh -huh. We have bags and, you know, we have like, I suppose it's considered a kid's area, but like people should be watching their kids, right? Well, normally, yeah. Yeah, okay. One would think. One would think. So we have these lovely uh, moms that came for lunch. The moms are having a great time. They're sitting around drinking a lot of cider, which is amazing. Like, that's great. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. You know, but the kids are running around. So we have all these flower pots everywhere, and we have Connect Four, and we have benches, and we have all this kind of stuff, and kids are having a fun time until my manager looks over, and these kids are taking the flowers out of the flower pots, throwing them all over the place. They are standing up on the benches and flip a bench and one of them falls. And then the moms are like, oh, my God. But my manager came in and just said, what are you doing? She came out to the table of the ladies and they're like, what do you mean, what are we doing? And she's like, your kids are kind of like Tearing terrorizing up place. our garden. And they're like, our kids are fine. And she's like, are you serious? And she was trying to be nice. She has a child of her own. And she's just like, okay. Um, is there any way we could wrap this up then and get you guys out of here? They're like, are you pushing us out of here? Yeah. My manager was kind of like, um, well, I think your time is up. Yeah. And we need to take these kids a little bit yeah. more seriously. Yeah. So that was I think it's nap probably time. about $500, if not more, of damage to all of our flowers, to our area. And then one of the ladies was like, I'm sorry, my kid fell off your bench. I'm going to sue you. I'm like, oh, what? Yes, that's perfect. Our poor garden. I mean, uh, oh, I can just go into the idea of like, be a parent. So Dominic posted um, something on Instagram earlier today and said that you're going to be on, showed your picture and everything and said like, ask a question. There was one question and it said, Michelle, why are you so rad? Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm blushing right now for being so rad. I don't know. I think that um, one of the reasons why we're so rad is because we won the USA Today Heiress Cider House of the United States. Like we got number one vote. 
We are the best cidery in the United States right now. How do you go wrong with that? That's why you're rad. But what makes you extra rad is you take no crap from anybody and you're still the sweetest fucking thing in the world. And you make a great product. Thank you. And you care about people. Wow. Like that's yes. that's what matters. I will take that. I will, for the first time in my life, take that and really honestly say thank you. Because I feel like everything you just said right now does encompass what I believe in. So Yeah, I know. You're a badass bitch. It's hard, but it's hard to acknowledge. But I will acknowledge it. Say it. Listen, Can, I'm going to be your therapist. Say it. Let's do it. Say it. Together? Say I'm a badass Together? bitch. I'm a bad ass bitch. Excellent. Excellent.